0: This is episode 22 of Extraordinary Women Radio. Welcome to Extraordinary Women Radio. I am your host, Cami Gilmer. Women are being called to live with voice, vitality, and vigor. Each month, join me for wisdom-filled interviews with extraordinary women living out loud and making a difference in our world. Their stories will uplift, inspire, and spark your own purpose-driven journey. Happy almost fall. Well, it's not officially fall. I can feel the change in the air. There's cooler nights and mornings and shorter days, and I love this time of year. I've been harvesting and enjoying the fruits of my well-loved tomato plants that I've tended to all summer. For those of you who follow me on Facebook, you might have seen me picking my first tomato a few, few weeks ago. Last weekend, I got to go on this beautiful trail ride with my family in the Colorado high country, and we saw a few patches of yellow leaves already on the aspen. So, yes, I love the energy of fall. It's a time of transition. It's a time of new action as kids are getting off to school and summer vacations wind down. And our guest today, Sarah Avant Stover, literally wrote the book on this. If you haven't read The Way of the Happy Woman, it makes my top 10 list of favorite books I've ever read. It's a book I consistently recommend to my clients, and it's a book that I actually keep on my nightstand year-round. In this book, Sarah tunes into the annual rhythms and cycles of nature and how it guides our own health and happiness. One of the things that I personally love about fall is that I always have an upswing of new clients reaching out and coming in, ready to dig into change in their lives. They're ready for their what's next in their life and in their business world, and they come to me knowing that there is more for them to do right now. And I think it's especially true this year. It's, it's a time where people are really being called to step up and do something to move. And I think the fall is just a perfect time where we, can, we start hearing this natural calling for something more, where we inherently know it's time for change. But whatever that energy is, I always love it. And it's one of the reasons I always do my Extraordinary Women Connect gala in September it feels so aligned to the energy of the season, to the energy of fall. It's about reconnecting. It's about change, and I'm super excited about the September 19th event that I'm hosting in Denver, as I have three extraordinary women joining me, women who also lead a women who also lead women's circles. I have Megan Conter of Denver Dames and Micah McLaughlin of Wink, which is Women in Community, and Crystal Covington of w- Women. Of Denver these three women have each founded their own women's circles and share my passion for uplifting women and we're inviting all of our communities to come together and we'll be talking about the importance of collaboration and community and we're talking about the movement that is underfoot a women claiming their voice and following their calling and making a difference So if you're in Denver, it's on the evening of September 19th, and there's still seats available, but jump out to my website at KamiGelner.com and get your tickets soon, because we've opened up the door to all four tribes of women, so we're likely to sell out, and it's going to be a great way to kick off your fall. So come join us. Would love, love to have you. Let me tell you a little bit more about today's Extraordinary Women Radio guest, Sarah Avant-Stover. Sarah is a teacher of feminine spirituality and empowerment. She's the best-selling author and founder of The Way of the Happy Woman and recently launched her newest book, The Book of She. In her early 20s, Sarah had a cancer scare and moved to Thailand shortly thereafter, which embarked her on a decade-long healing and spiritual odyssey throughout Asia. She's going to tell us about that. This journey led Sarah on a quest to uplift tens of thousands of women worldwide and I'm one of them. Sarah has been featured in the Yoga Journal, the Huffington Post, Newsweek, Natural Health and on ABC, NBC and CBS. She is a fellow Coloradoan and I'm thrilled to have Sarah with us here today. Let's meet Sarah Avant Stover. Well hi Sarah, I'm so thrilled to have you on Extraordinary Women Radio today. Hi, thanks so much for
1: having me. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited to be here.
0: Oh, good. Thank you. So as I mentioned to you, the way of the happy woman has been a bedside staple for me for years. Can you tell us a little bit about the defining moment or time that really helped shape this book?
1: Sure. It really came together in the decade of my Mm twenties and just to put that in perspective, I'm turning 40 in a, in a few months and when i was 21 graduating from college in new york city i was diagnosed with the early stages of cervical cancer Mm -hmm. uh, also known a lot of young women have it it's called cervical dysplasia and it was the advanced stages and it was it was startling enough that it really set my life on a different track and at that time i was really i was really um driven i was really pushing myself in a lot of ways academically you know i was a straight a student five beta kappa summa cum laude i was running several miles a day and just really pushing myself externally in order to avoid feeling internal pain right and the, a lot of that pain was really around my my femininity and really not having a clear sense about how to be a woman in the world, what it means to be a woman. And of course, and that was impacting my my creative organs. So you know like the, the hearth of my of my womanhood.
0: And because you were driving so hard. Yeah. You weren't making space for that.
1: I was just completely cut off from my right. body. Right. Trying to control my body. And out of the blue You know, I think it was the biggest defining moment of my life. It just came out of the blue. I was offered a job to teach in Thailand when I graduated from college. And I went there. Uh, I found out they had good health care so I could monitor my, you know, monitor my cervical dysplasia. And I went there and I thought I was just going to go for a year or two. I ended up staying for nine. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was there that I really dove into the principles of the way of the happy woman and living seasonally. And I started studying Ayurveda and traditional Chinese medicine, which are completely based in the seasons and the elements,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: which is really the foundation of, of the way of the happy woman and started more intensively studying yoga and Buddhist meditation and nutrition and detoxing and Reiki and I just opened up a whole new world for me and so I started putting all these different pieces together and really crafting a new way of life for myself that Mm -hmm. was more accessible in Thailand where things move a lot more slowly than they did in New York City or than they do just in the U.S. in general
0: and it sounds like that the, the, the Eastern ways were so, so entrenched into just the way of being there that you naturally moved into those different new cycles.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And it really felt like coming home for me. Mm, and nice. for the first time in my life, it was like, oh yeah, like this is how it's supposed to be. This, mm-hmm. like this feels right to me. And
0: and you were in your 20s though when you were discovering all this. So what a beautiful thing to be discovering in your life as a young 20-year-old versus like so many people discover those modalities and those different ways of being much later in their life.
1: Yeah, I feel really I feel really blessed and I, you know, I healed the cervical dysplasia. I also had an ovarian cyst. I healed that. I also had really irregular cycles uh, because I had eating disorders, I forgot to mention that, and I healed my cycles, so I've had a really regular, you know, really healthy cycle since then for the past 20 years, and gradually more and more women started to come to me with similar issues, and I just started teaching this this methodology and found that it, it didn't just work on me, it worked on other women as well.
0: And can you give our audience just a little bit about the fundamentals of 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 the work? Just you know, to, to bring them into. I would love them to be able to hear this from you directly.
1: Sure, it's about living in harmony with life, mm. um, with with the way things are at every level. So at the seasonal level, it's really just looking out and feeling into nature, like what's happening in nature and right now. It's summertime here, and it's time to be out, to be barefoot, to be smelling flowers, to be eating fresh produce, and going to farmers' markets, and swimming, and just really merging with nature. And you know, each season has its own lessons and sort of lifestyle rituals.
0: And as we move into fall, because it's you know we're just right around the corner, I'm starting to even feel some of the changes and seeing some of the changes happening. What are some of the things that our listeners should watch for or feel for in the fall season?
1: It's a time of of harvest Mm -hmm. and it's a time of really looking at your life and seeing, okay, so there were certain seeds, ideas, dreams that I planted in the spring and some came into fruition in the summer and the fall is a time where it's like, okay, which of these are really important to me and which of these am I really going to keep with me and which, which, you know, do I need to let go of and simplify? So it's a season of harvest and also pruning and right, kind of letting go and reflecting and letting go and just starting to pare down for the barrenness of, of winter.
0: Mm, nice. Nice. And as you, think about how this has the, the the way of the happy woman concepts how have they changed your life for you how, how how has life changed all these years later what's different because of this work?
1: Yeah that's a that's a good question. I I'm a lot healthier than I used to be like physically um, as I mentioned, just with my hormones and my, and my menstrual cycles, I really feel that as women, when that is flowing other, other things in our lives and in our bodies flow well too, it's kind of like the root system
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: in Chinese medicine, when you go see an acupuncturist or, or a Chinese medicine doctor, they always, they always first ask you, you know, how is your cycle? Cause that's indicative of. so much else and so with that there's there's a greater flow in life you know certainly external challenges don't go away but the ability inside to to let go to go to the darker spaces to go to the darker feelings to um, wait in kind of the emptiness before the spring comes, or before the summer comes, it it's more available to me.
0: Mm-hmm. It's something
1: mm-hmm. that I'm less less afraid of and less resistant of. And I think that that's a really crucial life life skill for all of us, especially as we get older. And just naturally, as we get older, there's more and more hardships that that we face.
0: Right, and I, and even the. The flow. Of, I mean, there's the flow of our internal life. But there's also the flow of our external life, and, and and kind of fitting those together so that they are in, in congruence with each other. Um, one of the one of the words I chose this year as my word for the year was flow, and um, I, I chose it because um, last year when I had launched my book, I felt like that there was a lot of pushing, a lot of um, driving, kind of. Um, action from an external perspective. And I don't feel my best when I'm in that pushing, driving space. I feel much more at my best when I tune into where am I and how do I move through this? What's, what's feeling easy, what's feeling light, what's feeling heavy and kind of following those actions. Does that, does that fit? And I mean, do you play with those both the internal and the external of flow?
1: I do. I mean, I think I think that we're all the center of the universe Mm and that we all like our external lives is a reflection of our internal reality. So I kind of use that as a gauge, like how, how is what's happening inside of me creating what's, what's around me. And that's, I mean, that's kind of like what my next body of work has been after the way of the happy woman.
0: And that's the book of she.
1: Yeah. And even just where I'm, where I am now, you know, several several years after writing the book of she mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah and you talk about in your book of she one of the things that jumped out at me was is that you talk about signpost and I use in my book fire dancer I use signpost I talk about signpost as well and I, I'm guessing they probably carry very similar meanings and I'd like I'd like to explore that can you share what signpost means to you
1: Yeah, it signals in our external reality that we're on the right track Mm -hmm. or not on the right track. Right, right. Um, Like you said, that word flow. I think that there's a flow. There's a flow for each of us. And really, our job is to find our flow. Right. And to stay in it Mm, and to, to let that carry us through through life and the signposts, um, help us with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I play with signposts in the same sort of way. And it's, and it's also around how nature shows up and it can even be for me. I, I look at signposts as, as the animals that are showing up when I go out on a hike or, um, being curious about what, what might that mean for me? And, um, being curious about, you know, if, if you keep getting this cold over and over again, what's, 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 where they, what's your life trying to guide you toward? Um, because if we stop and we pay attention to those, there's so much to learn from it. What have been some of the most important guiding signposts in your life? And may, maybe come further into you know, beyond going to Thailand and that's sort of a, you know, where you, where your life has gone beyond that. Are there some signposts that have been really significant for you?
1: I would say, I mean, it's just like, Nothing really hits me over the head as a really major pivotal one, but just mm-hmm. a lot of little, little ones when I open up and attune to my environment, like you said, animals. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll ask for like, I remember a couple of years ago, I was just navigating some uncertain times and I had my my symbol that I was on the right track was going to be a unicorn. So mm. anytime that I saw a unicorn, it would just give me a, a sign of affirmation, like, yes, keep going in this direction. And I saw a lot of
0: unicorns. Oh, that's cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so things like that, things like that. It's, it's really getting clear on, okay, what, what is the sign? What is my sign going to be? Mm-hmm. And if it's like a certain color or foreign seeing foreign coins or seeing a certain animal or certain word and just looking looking around us, keeping our eyes open to what what we might discover um, right. externally by way of, of signposts.
0: Yeah, I think the universe just drops those in once we get clear on that and and and, if, and open up to the fact that, that they are there. Um, the universe really starts to drop them in a lot, which is really cool. Yeah. So you talk about the importance of bringing all of ourselves into our journey of life. And I, I so agree with you. It's like, you know, there's there's so many dif- different aspects of, of each one of us. And um, I, I know in my life, I've felt times where, I've caught myself afterwards going, oh gosh, just, you know, I was leaving this whole section of me out because, you know, I can go, for example, my corporate days, when I was in my corporate days, I had, I I left behind a a core part of what nature meant to me. And, you know, I kind of lost, lost parts of me. Right. Mm -hmm. And when, and I think we all run into that over time, you know, like we, we get caught into different pathways and we forget to connect to all the parts that are all of us, can you share a time when you really realized that perhaps all of you and all of your gifts weren't fully participating on your own journey? Where you said, mm, "Maybe I've I've left behind a part of me, or I f- have felt a little lost." And how did you realize it? And what and what did you do to come back home to you?
1: Mm-hmm. Actually, I feel like that's always happening.
0: <laughs> it's easy to, right? I mean, it's so easy.
1: Well, not that it's easy to, but it's, it's a natural part of our evolution. Mm-hmm. I believe that, you know, I study a lot about inner voices or inner family members.
0: Uh-huh. Um, oh, I like that you call them inner family members.
1: Yeah, and particularly the system of internal family systems, uh, or IFS, the therapeutic system that I've worked a lot in, you know, over the past two decades, and I'm constantly discovering new parts of myself, uh, new, new kind of managers that, you know, maybe it's like the planner or the one who's annoyed or the one who's sleepy. Uh, or the one who's bossy and who they protect. They usually, they protect an exile or a very young part of ourselves that kind of got buried over by these managers that, you know, at early ages when we didn't have the capacity to really care for ourselves emotionally and we didn't get the support that we needed externally. Mm -hmm. So, Over the years, I'm constantly discovering new parts of myself. And it's it's really those exiles that hold all of the preciousness that we have to bring to life. They hold our creativity, our joy, our sensitivity, our sense of magic. And the more that I reclaim those parts of myself and Mm -hmm. reparent them, 'Cause each time I meet a new a new part of myself, it's you know, I spend thirty to sixty days like intensive practice in my imagination caring for her mm. and you know, feeding her or you know, taking her to do something, just talking to her, intending to her. And I really feel like I really feel like that's a lifelong journey.
0: And I love what you what you're saying here because what you're talking about is if you discover a new aspect of yourself, as if this new blossoming piece of you shows up, and if you make the space to nurture and take that part of you on and welcome that part of you into a journey, um, it evolves and you evolve and you grow and um, it becomes strong. You become stronger.
1: Yeah, you become more whole right and anytime we're we're feeling anything other than peace Mm -hmm. there's some sort of discord happening in our internal family
0: okay and And so so that's we just
1: turn in and see like okay there's like a family fight happening inside of me who's active here what do they need how can i restore harmony internally
0: Mm, that's great that's really great can you give us an example of of where where you've done that recently, yeah. Um,
1: and I write about this a lot in the book of she. Uh, I think it's a like a really huge piece to a woman's sense of well being that mm-hmm. we that we don't have a lot of understanding about. Mm-hmm. But recently, yeah, there was a a very very um, young part of myself that you know I discovered her. She was under she was under, um, tiredness and my planner. They were the ones who are protecting her Mm -hmm. and she's actually, she was kind of like stuck in the past in a very, um, afraid, lonely, isolated place. And I've been, I've been mothering her and, you know, in my, in, in the system, IFS, you know, you you can, you can bring this part of yourself out of the past and somewhere where she wants to be. So she's actually like at a beach house in in my imagination. And she's, you know, each day I check in with her when I wake up and she's just, she's playing at the beach where she can feel really just free and expressive. And it's that, that aspect of myself is, is just unleashing, unleashing more
0: self-expression. Mm. It's making me smile just as you're describing that. It yeah. sounds really beautiful. Do you journal with her? Do you, I mean, how do you let her out to play? What's the, the it's most? It's mostly in my imagination. Okay. Uh, Cause the mind
1: doesn't know the difference between real and imaginary. Mm-hmm. So a lot of healing can just take place through visualization. And I also have a journal where I journal my different parts and actually draw them and map them out and write about them so I can keep track of all these different internal family members.
0: Very cool. Very cool. So let's talk about courage. I know it's, you know, when we are going through life, there's so many things that we have to find our courage. Can you share a time where you really had to step out on this edge of your own comfort zone, almost like where you were shaking in your boots kind of feeling, but you went anyway. Is there a time where you would like to share about that?
1: I feel like that's like all the time, but (laughs) especially right now in my life. Mm -hmm. I'm really I'm in a I've never been in a place of such massive uncertainty. And I'm completely at my edge. I'm completely shaking in my boots, and I'm fully showing up every day and just not knowing in my heart where I'm going, but not knowing how I'm going to get there.
0: Right. Right. I think there's a lot of women really being called to step up into these bigger spaces right now. Um, that's, that's being called to trust their heart trust. What's, but what you're being that calling that you're, you're following, but there, there's a stretch there. Um, how do you take care of yourself when you're feeling that shaking in your boots kind of feeling?
1: A lot of it is what we just talked about, working with my inner parts, Mm -hmm. uh, because I want to make sure uh, one of the things that I'm I'm doing is becoming more and more honest and transparent in my writing and in my teaching. And Mm -hmm. when I do that, I want to make sure I'm not bulldozing any of these younger parts Mm -hmm. that they don't feel too vulnerable or too exposed. And so I'm just constantly checking in with them and making sure that I'm taking care of them so that my system doesn't get overwhelmed. And I don't, I don't get into like a paralyzed place.
0: So you're listening inside, you're saying, what do I need? What, what does all of the parts of me need, um, to feel safe in this space?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause where I, I mean, I grew up, I think as many of us, but in a home where you know, there was, there was addiction, there was a lot of fighting and, you know, the family policy was just act perfect on the outside and like, everything's fine. Mm-hmm. And so there's a way that that's deeply ingrained in me. And there's like a sense of survival being threatened. If I go against that protocol,
0: I totally get that protocol. I, I, I feel that as well. And it's like, you know, it, it, breaking those rules is a, is a, um, it's a sticky place to go, but it's it a courageous feels, place yeah. to go.
1: Yeah. I think especially as women, you know, it go, I think it goes deeper than our families. I think it goes just back many, many generations, many mm-hmm. centuries. And I'm really interested in not, I don't want to say breaking through that because again, that I think that can overwhelm the system, but, but stretching through that and seeing what's on the other side of that. Because as I look around the field that I'm in, which has changed a lot, you know, over the past decade since I entered it, you know, this field of women's empowerment, it's what's what's needed here? Um, a lot of the things that I contributed now, you know, a lot of people are sharing. So it's like, well what what else is needed here? And I think it's really we need role models in what, what happens when life gets messy? How, how can we be just fully real with each other and, and help each other through, you know, the, the struggles in a way where we just really pull back the curtain and say, this is, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm figuring out rather than presenting a package. That's like, I have it all figured out and my life is perfect and just, All you have to do is be like me.
0: Right. It needs to be the vulnerable side of all of us coming forward and growing and learning together. Um, And I think that um, there's this, I, I, you know, there are so many people that are out making a difference, making an impact. It can't be the same for each person. It has to be unique and different and come back to who each person is and the stories that they have to share to help guide all of that. Yeah. I mean,
1: now, you know, as we look at the world right now, it's, we need each other more than ever.
0: We do. We do. You were talking a little bit about, I was listening to one of your podcasts yesterday and you were talking about women in community and, you know, there's just something magical and powerful about women coming together in community. Um, what are your thoughts on that? What's, what, what feels like What's driving women in community? I just feel like it's happening all around us. There's a lot of women in community coming together. And I think it's so, so important. Um, What are your thoughts?
1: I think that, you know, we have a tendency to isolate. Even, you know, even if we are in groups, we can isolate emotionally and share certain parts of ourselves and keep other parts of ourselves in secret. Mm -hmm. And the kinds of communities that I'm interested in creating and being part of are the kinds of communities where we bring all of ourselves Mm -hmm. and where we share our shame, where we share our secrets. We unburden ourselves of our secrets. And what I've discovered when I do this and when I facilitate spaces where women feel safe to do this it's like the weight of the world is lifted off of us.
0: Yes. And so much happens. So much positive happens when that, when that trust is, is born amongst that group and that weight is lifted.
1: Because we see like, oh, I'm not alone. And, you know, I say something that has happened to me and other women are like, oh yeah, like I'm dealing with that. And, um, there's all of a sudden it's, it's just a sense of like camaraderie and an okayness. Right. These like these secrets that we hold. I and mean, we we make ourselves believe that there's something wrong with us. But when, when we share them and other women just feel permission to also share and resonate with them, then it's like we, we realize how normal and fundamentally okay we are.
0: Right. Right. Now it's um, I run a series of events called extraordinary women connect, and it's about creating meaningful conversation. And so it's, I love to ask questions that really take people to this deeper space. Like, you know, what would your 70 year old self tell you today? Or, um, you know, what lights your heart up right now and getting people having, and sharing those, their experiences around those questions changes the way people connect and it creates such meaningful relationships and, um, I I think that, you know, there's, you know, this, the space of, of um, like speed networking just drives me crazy because there's no relationship in it. It's, it's, it's creating spaces that are trusting and caring and open to holding one another. And I think that's what's so powerful. And I think it's so powerful and needed in our time right now that women really uplift each other. It's you know it's just such a beautiful opportunity that we have when we all step together and help uplift one another.
1: I love that you're offering that that form of networking. That sounds really cool.
0: Yeah, in fact, the one that I'm doing in September has Micah, Micah McLaughlin, who introduced us, is um, um, is one of my guests for the evening. I'm bringing together other women um, circle women's circle leaders to the, the, the panel. And Micah one of those. So awesome. Yeah. I have to thank Micah for introducing us yeah. as well. So, and the question I want to know is what's the legacy you want to leave with the world? A legacy of a
1: woman living a life completely on her own terms, mm-hmm. completely true to herself fully and freely expressed in just every dimension of her life.
0: It makes me want to put my arms up in the air, air and go, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. I love the clarity that you have on that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like life is our, just to make life fully our creation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That podcast that I was listening to of yours just yesterday, um, and you were talking about Wonder Woman, which, by the way, I loved as well, and um, the, the importance of superheroes and role models in our life is what you were talking about, and who are your role models?
1: Well, one, one fictional role model that I love is um, Daenerys Targaryen on Game of Thrones. Okay. She is, she's like the epitome of courage and sovereignty. I don't, do you watch Game of Thrones? I don't watch it. Okay. So, yeah, she's, she's the dragon queen. Uh, Okay. She's the mother of three dragons. And she's just a very, she's a very fierce but loving ruler and just has a a real vision of, of harmony in the world and will go to any length to, to help protect that and to, to fight for it. And it's really inspiring to, to see her in action. And in my personal life, one, one really strong role model that I've had since my 20s is a woman named Sarah Powers. And she is, she's very well-known in the yoga and meditation world. She's the founder of something called Insight Yoga, and she really opened up my eyes to a woman living, as I was saying before, with my legacy, living a life on her own terms. She she travels around the world teaching and with her husband. And they have a daughter who, whom they homeschooled and who's now in her 20s. And she just really crafted a life where she can have a really Rich life as a practitioner, going on retreats and studying, and a very worldly life. You know, right now she and her husband are renting out their house in California and living in, in London for a while, and and also to have has a really thriving career. And mm-hmm. I just I just love I love seeing how she created that for herself
0: and how she's balancing all the different pieces and components of her life.
1: Yeah, it's a both and life, not an either or life and that's right. that's what I'm really interested in living.
0: Yeah. And on your Game of Thrones woman, I, what I'm I'm hearing on that is is this this fierce feminine coming up through her um but also taking care of of the world of the earth of of what's around us, what's important. Um is that some of the the, the highlights of what really stands out for her?
1: Yeah. It's that that juxtaposition of of real power and strength and determination and just, but coming from a place of, of
0: fierce love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Sarah, what's next in your world right now? What, what's your next projects that you're really being called to and, you know, and also just a little bit where can people learn more about you and your work?
1: I am working on my next book, which is about um, heartbreak and Mm. it's a woman's path to healing after any sort of heartbreak, a romantic loss or a divorce or a death. And another project as well, which is secret at the moment. Mm -hmm. And... People can find me at thewayofthehappywoman.com. Okay. And there you can find both of my books and, as you mentioned, my podcast and my journal where I write. Um, try to be very truthful and just transparent and like I'm writing in my journal.
0: Oh, the nice. Life. I like that. I like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: and... And all of my events we have um, I do online courses, including a nine months a nine month program for women called the She School, and various in-person events like retreats and my annual she yoga and meditation teacher training.
0: very good, very good. So the final question I have for you today is what three pearls of wisdoms can you leave with our audience? um
1: the first one is. Find novel things to do to break you out of your normal routine uh, every day. Okay. Do something a little bit differently. And just to keep growing and keep stretching, keep just staying at your edge, even if it's just like a little bit of an edge.
0: And I like the everyday piece of that because so often it's, it's just so easy to fall under the same routine day after day. And that shaking things up can certainly shift things.
1: Yeah, like go to a different grocery store, or take a different route home, or try a different uh, walking path. You know, just just little little things. Um, another one is to take time every day to connect to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I recommend you know ten minutes minimum if you have more than that, great. But to really just sit and connect with your source energy or your your she energy, like your your soul, your being, this this eternal part of yourself that incarnated as you. And connect with her, see what she has to say, listen to her guidance and steer your day from from her.
0: So important.
1: And the last one is to create. Mm. And creativity is what heals us. And Mm -hmm. I think it's what heals the world. So, you know, I have a a painting easel set up in my living room. So whether that's like painting or um, writing, even just writing in your journal or trying out a new recipe or... Dancing, just find ways to express other dimensions of yourself that you're used to expressing through um, through creativity.
0: I love that you have a painting easel set up right in your living room because it just makes it so easy. To, you know, you're walking by, by, you get inspired. It's not like you have to go get everything out to go do it. It's it's all right there.
1: Exactly, and this is I've only been doing that for the past four or five months because before it was all put away in a closet and of course I never took it out right so I just said this is ridiculous like
0: everything's ready Uh, I like that idea I might borrow that one that's awesome that's awesome well Sarah it's been such a pleasure and such an honor to have you on and I really appreciate your time and your wisdom and sharing your stories and so thank you so much
1: Likewise, thanks for inviting me and thanks for the
0: really just rich and insightful questions conversation. You bet, Sarah. Thank you. I hope you liked this episode of Extraordinary Women Radio. If you did, please share this podcast with your own special tribe of women and help spread the love, the dreams, and the inspiration. Are you thinking about making the next bold move in your life? I invite you to take the Your Next Bold Move quiz at KamiGelner.com to find out how you can jumpstart a passionate and meaningful next chapter you may also enjoy my book fire dancer your spiral journey to a life of passion and purpose which is available on amazon in fire dancer you will become intimately connected to your heart's calling and build the courage and resiliency to ignite your what's next i'd love to hear from you on any of my social media channels i'm on both facebook and twitter and the links are available on my website Till next time, my friend, listen to your heart, follow your dreams, and be you.